did this ourselves. They're coming. It can't be. Where is everyone? Hey, Survivors. Makeshift here, and you're listening to another episode of the Apocalypse Postcast, a podcast. My guest today has been called the godfather of the southeastern wasteland scene, running events like Nuke Lanta and the Junkyard Festival. And uh, here to talk all about it is Steve C. Welcome to the show, Steve. Hey, Mike. Or should I say Makeshift? Thank you for having me today, and I hope you're doing well. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, it's um, it's been a great apocalypse on my end. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So uh, tell me, do you have a wasteland name? Yes, my wasteland name is Bobby Doug. Awesome. And where does that come from? What's the meaning behind Bobby Doug? So one of my events I host is a Fallout LARP. And in the LARP, when you die, you have to do like a Raider persona. And here in the South, everybody that was playing kept making these white trash hillbilly Raider personas when they would die oh, and, nice. and change clothes. So there, you know, there was Cletus and, and Jim Doug and all those. So I was just ended up being with Bobby <laughs> Doug and that stuck, you know, here's six years later. That's the only character I have. So <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Now, does that come with like a, uh, a typical redneck Southern accent with that? Yes. I, I used to be big into role playing and I would definitely like ham it up big time and talk only communicate at the event like that. And it's not my jam right now, but I definitely uh, <laughs> would definitely do the, the full on Southern uh, you know, cousin fucking situation going on there. People <laughs> like that a lot. <laughs> I love it. I, I think that that's one of the really cool things about all these different events popping up um, throughout the United States and throughout the world is we're, we're starting to see all sorts of different versions of the apocalypse, uh, which is pretty wild. But you've been doing this for quite a while. How long have you been producing these festivals? The festivals, I'm on my fourth year. Um, and it's, it's just an annual one right now, but that's like the big event I look forward to every year. Uh-huh. So awesome. And, and yeah, no, I'm sorry. So I posted, the... I've posted four total and this is going to be the fifth one, but we had like a weird year with Corona. So, right. Yeah. It's been a very strange year. I know that, um, actually just today, I'm not sure when this episode is going to go out exactly, but just today, I know that detonation, uh, put up there, uh, we're going to postpone for another, another event oh, uh, noticed, yeah. which is, which is always upsetting, but, uh, I, I'm glad to see that, you know, larger events like that are, are, uh, taking safety into yeah, absolutely accord. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit about what you do in the real world. I am a firefighter over close to the main Atlanta airport, um, by the interstate and everything. I work at one of the most densely populated cities in Georgia. Um, I'm a fire lieutenant. I have been doing it for about 13 years and I'm in charge of about 11 firefighters and I basically just ride the fire truck. I call the shots on the calls and, uh, you know, go in and put fires out and then we run the EMS calls and I am a hazmat specialist. Thanks to my love of the apocalypse. Um, uh -huh. they, they call me the hazmat guru there. So <laughs> I do do really well on those calls and I usually end up taking the lead on all of them and getting the game plan together. And then also because I'm a huge nerd, I love forcible entry. So on my own studies, I've became a forcible entry expert too. So I have like a whole bag of tricks to get into grandma's house when she's locked out without doing damage. Or if we have like these heavily reinforced doors, I know how to pop all the bolts out. I know how to get in there and, and bypass all the locks and, and chop it up, pull the handles off, um, you know, cut through the bars, whatever we need to do to get uh -huh. people out or to get in. So, um, 
that's, that's kind of like what I do. <laughs> it sounds like you're a great person to have as a friend and probably a bad person to have as an enemy. You, you're goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like there's almost no structure that could keep you out. That's right. That's right. I'm unstoppable. They, they call me the juggernaut, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's great. And speaking of putting out fires, um, tell me about like running these festivals because you're kind of a one man operation. I know you've got a lot of people that are in the organization, but you're the top guy. So that's kind of your full time job is just putting out fires. Yeah, that's right. I um, so I always feel bad if so, like in our crew, everybody buys a ticket, even if they volunteer to help support the event. So when people are spending $60 to come hang out with me, I don't want to use them for volunteer work. I want Uh them to be able to enjoy the event as much as possible. So if they're a paid person, I I try to not utilize them unless I have to, other than looking out for safety for women and and creepy people like that. So, um, Uh so anyway, I like to host a ton of content myself. Um, and I've got like this, uh, big personality and I'm a giant, I'm a six, seven dude. And, uh, I've always loved to entertain and sing and dance and stuff. So, um, and so what I like to do is host all the content. And, um, uh-huh. so like, we'll get a dance party going. Our big thing here, we don't do industrial music. We do like nineties hip hop. Oh, uh, fun. And we just do that usually all weekend. And so I host these dance parties and like, I'm dancing, you know, for three and four hours doing it. <laughs> and we're really big on karaoke. We try to, I try to get everybody that's going to be at the event all in kind of one area in the, in the, and so like, it's like, we're all, it's a smaller event. You know, we have a hundred at most. So we, I try to get everyone being like, all right, now karaoke's happening. Now here's the big thing happening next. So mm-hmm. I host all that and try to make it really fun, a fun atmosphere. So it draws more people. And then I like to do like a panels, uh, just talking about different topics um, whether it's Mad Max, you know, what do you guys think about this? Or what do you think about the the big changes in the costume community? And then I like to host different workshops. Like, like I'm big on refinishing furniture. I just did a, a Airbnb for my house. Oh, awesome. So, like, I did, like, this, like, rustic furniture class, how to redo something and make it kind of Mad Maxed out and um, for a table. And I did, like... Uh, someone wanted to make a shotgun holster out of the crowd. So I was like, Hey, let's get this floor mat. And I like just made it right there for somebody in front of everybody. Huh. And everyone watched it. Um, I make all these homemade stamps. And so I'll, I'll do like different classes on how to customize your gear and how to distress your gear, how to rust your props. Um, I learned that from Rad Roach gear. And mm-hmm. uh, so it's a cool, I try to like bring a lot of materials for people to, to work with. And I'll teach classes all day on how to use them. And um, we do this thing called the Dogtown uh, Juggers and Gladiators. And uh, so we play it like, like we're not steel fighters or rattan fighters. Or anything. We use foam fighting okay. weapons, but they, uh, we, we play it like you, ha- whatever game we play, if we're doing the, the, the game, the Juggers play, or we're just doing a Gladiators, you, you uh-huh. fight until you knock, you get knocked down. So you can, <laughs> you can wrestle them. You can punch them in the stomach. You can hit them in the face. Um, it's however you can get them down by striking or throwing them. Okay. So, so I, it's, we, people always end up getting kind of hurt, whether they get a broke wrist or get like a concussion. We wear helmets and we wear like <laughs> neck protectors and, and lacrosse gloves, <laughs> then whatever armor you want to wear. But and we have foam weapons, but getting hit in the head either way is, is always rough on your body. So like 
we always have a hard time getting enough people to do a five on five match. So I'm sure it usually ends up being like, <laughs> all right, Steve's firefighter, Steve, who's in pretty good shape. is going to fight whoever wants to fight him. And it, a lot of times it'll be like a uh, exhibition match where I'll fight like two smaller people. Uh-huh. And, um, and then we'll do like a big free for all and two on twos. And it's just, a, okay. like, it's just a lot of fun. So that's one, another thing I host and, um, okay. Just trying a little little content like that. I'm going to try to do a stand-up comedy show um, at this event for the first time. Man, you're like a one-man show. You get all sorts of stuff going on. <laughs> well, you know, when the, when the people buy a ticket from me, I got to make sure I deliver. So <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, so now your main event is Nuclanta, which I understand is a LARP. And then... Um, under the Nuclanta umbrella, you've got Junkyard Fest. Can you tell us, uh, can you distinguish the two events and, you know, why would one person, why would somebody go to one and not the other? Or yeah. why would you go to one specific, you know what I mean? Tell right. me about these festivals. Yeah, well, um, so in the in the post-apocalyptic festival community, LARPing is very taboo. You don't want to be labeled a LARPer. It's, it's not, you know, it's kind of frowned upon. So the two communities, are very similar, but they typically don't intermingle. So like everyone that goes to my fallout LARP that's been going to it for like six, seven years will uh-huh. not go to the festival because they're like, <laughs> there's not a game to play. Like there's no, like, and I'm like, no, no, it's very similar, but you know, you're just not, it's just different. So they don't go. And it's just like in my fallout LARP, I have like 150 people in the heyday that would go consistently. Uh-huh. And then, and then at the, at the junkyard festival, uh, you know, I didn't have like a hundred, but like, it was all different people and uh, yeah. none of them, <laughs> none of them crossed over. And with, <laughs> when my rush rider crew would go to my uh, fallout LARP, because I had, I'll host like four or six of them a year. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that's just like, all right, well, we can get dressed up and get drunk and party. We don't really care what kind of event it is. It's post-apocalyptic. <laughs> so they would come to the event and make their own camp and basically just hang out there all weekend, like 10 of them. Uh-huh. And then kids would come and they would like interact and like, they would like barter their items that they crafted and they would like look, have the best costume and they would get drunk and party all weekend. And sometimes they would like do a shift and be Raiders and like run around with nerf blasters and shoot everybody. And Mm -hmm. that was very different for them to shoot people and and play the game, but they would do it and they'd have fun. (laughs) So it's like, they didn't know anything about the rules or what was going on, but you know, they were just, there to, to raise hell and have fun, which was cool. They tried it out and they did that several times. But, um, so the LARP is basically like you like would make a fallout character. Like, you know, you just came into a post-apocalyptic town, you get your caps to start with, you get to make your character. It's really simple rules and mm-hmm. LARP standards. Cause I don't mm-hmm. like a lot of rules. I like, I like to be easy and you know, you get your, you can go buy stem packs, you can loot, uh, you fight raiders, you can make allies and uh, collect bounties and do missions and, uh, go to like secret vaults and just different little things we have. And then we always have like a big battle at the end of the weekend. And uh-huh. um, at nighttime, everyone kind of do, does like different camp partying. And we have like um, a bar set up there at one of the, one of the big fortresses. And it's got, we do karaoke and dancing and uh, you know, just hell raising and uh, there's food vendors and other vendors. So it's, it's kind of like a little fun working town and people just enter. It's like a sandbox really like people, get into these feuds when you have 150 people there people will get you know they start betraying each other and making getting beef with each other so they entertain themselves <laughs> all weekend by uh-huh. you know just doing that and uh 
there's and that that community is huge on role playing. So everyone's like making these like elaborate characters. Like this one guy, they have this. Their crew is called the Celebrity Vault, and it's like all these vault full of celebrities like macho man randy savage that were like turned into like <laughs> zombie ghouls or or uh-huh. mutants and so like they dress like macho man or the other guy dresses like um lenny kravitz and, oh wow but they're like mutated versions of themselves so they all role play <laughs> as these people and like i don't ever like approve anyone's character just like whatever you want to do if anyone ever pitches yeah. me an idea just say yes so you get well, all this like super silly stuff um and in the larp community the costuming is not very good um a lot of times <laughs> people come in with like it's just like a lot of people do it like the people that are really big into the post-apocalyptic festival scene if they come they look great and okay. the other folks they're not really they're not dedicated to the scene as much so they will just be like all right well i'm gonna i wear this to another larp so i'll just wear this like tunic and come to your thing and like no 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 <laughs> so it's always discouraged and i always dressed really well for it and um, uh-huh. it's because i can i want to set the standard but i let anybody in it's not a, a huge deal to me gotcha um, and then in the post-apocalyptic uh festivals that i host it's like um it's similar i guess to a burning man and stuff i mean people know they go to the wasteland weekend and and detonation and atomic falls it's a very similar event it's just, yeah. you know, smaller scale where people want to come. They want to uh, barter a ton. So the bartering is huge at the festivals. Mm-hmm. And there's it's almost non-existent at the LARP. And um, everybody wants to look real sexy. So everyone's got like 10 outfits packed for four days. Nice. And they all look really great. And then, um, but we had it, we were hosting it at a junkyard, like a working junkyard. And the guy let us take anything off and, and out of the cars we wanted. So people were taking all these emblems and um, just harvesting stuff all day with uh, what they could find. It was so awesome. And then we would be crafting all day with what they found during the sunlight. And so we had a full workbench. I brought like a drill press and like all my crafting equipment. So people had tons of stuff to find and then they would make armor and, and make, props and stuff and upgrade their jackets and like i said i've got all these stamps that say like you know nuclana and rust riders and they've got you know chevrons and stars and different stuff uh-huh. they can press on their costumes so people would love that for entertainment all day and then um but sadly the venue owner got shot in a domestic dispute with his like brother-in-law and oh no so he's unfortunately not with us now and now um and there goes the venue too is I called all the all the nearby ones, and no one wanted to host crazy Mad Max people uh, for a thousand bucks or whatever. So yeah, actual junkyards are not safe places for events. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So, but we had fun there. We would do the death cart races, which uh, his he goes by Varric. He's in the Rust Riders. He pioneered uh-huh. that. Nice. And uh, we would shoot airsoft guns at these go karts with balloons on them, and we would race. And you know, it was like anything goes. Like I. Uh-huh. Um, I brought a fire extinguisher one time to shoot at people and um, <laughs> we, it's just like this fun entertainment. Everyone's standing on top of the cars watching these idiots drive uh-huh. around and shoot each other. And I brought a flare one time and I had that just uh, attached to my go-kart on the back of it. And it was starting little fires and Thomas Kearns was doing TK while I was doing photography and he had to run out and stomp all the fires <laughs> that I was creating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
So, um, but that venue was gold and it was fun. We had like this old barn that was a long chicken house and that's where uh -huh. we would party. And Frank, the host aftermath event, set up his own pizza store in there. So we had like hot nice. pizza at like 2 a.m. And um, we had a professional DJ from Florida from the Copperhead Caravan come and DJ the event. Uh -huh. And uh, that was a lot of fun. And so those are the main things. Just like you're going to go, you're going to go find fun stuff to do all day. Whether you're watching me beat people up, you're doing, you're watching death carts, you're crafting, you're in a workshop, you're, you're part of a, a live stream we're doing from the event, just talking, or you're playing some kind of post-apocalyptic board game, uh, or you're bartering. And then at night we're partying. We've got, we we'll usually have, you know, three or four bands come. <clears throat> we've got DJs, we've got karaoke. And, awesome. Uh, so, well, it sounds like a good time. And, um, it's really interesting when you get these events that have some smaller numbers, uh, than say like wasteland weekend that just topped over 5,000 people at its last event. Um, when you're talking about, you know, uh, attendance in the hundreds, it creates a very different event. It's very intimate. The crowd kind of moves together from one thing to another. Um, I think that's pretty fascinating. And, um, it's, it's a, it can still be a really good time, even though it doesn't have that production value of these larger events, but it's just, you know, it's, it's just different. Yeah, absolutely. Samoda Art Collective with Dominique de Leon present Beyond Rust and Dust, Rising from a Broken World, a post-apocalyptic interactive art experience. And it's all happening at Art Arc Gallery, 1035 South 6th Street, San Jose, California. There's a fashion show, wasteland vehicles, making workshops, and artist talk. For more information, go to our website, www.samotaseers.com. So how did you get involved hosting Nuclanta and then Junkyard Fest? Like, what brought it on? Uh, I had hosted paintball events that had their own wacky or weird rules for four years prior. So I had had some um, event hosting experience. And then I was like, I really want to make a new event that's like bigger and better and attached to a brand. So I made Nuclana and I was going to make this really cool Fallout LARP. And mm -hmm. so I, I had instant success compared to my paintball stuff. So I made like this. Air <laughs> so like we use like for the rules, it was like you use airsoft guns and that's like your ballistics, like from like a machine gun. And then if you use a uh, nerf blaster, that was going to be like your energy weapons. that goes through everything and kills you instantly. So and I had this bomb ass venue that I found this paintball place that would let us play there for free. That was uh, this awesome wilderness with forts and stuff. Uh -huh. So I started hosting the fallout LARP and that was like huge. People love to bring their vault suits or, or come as Raiders and just like play the game. And I, and I had all these little fun things for them to do set up. And uh, I, I role played as this super mutant that was giant and, <laughs> um, people just love, they love like fucking with people and they love taking prisoners and they love pretending to do drugs and uh -huh. like, it was just fun. So it was a huge success, at, um, at, for LARPing standards. And so then I moved to a different venue that allowed me to do all weekend long. And that was, that bumped my numbers up and in no time we were having 150 people events and people awesome. were coming from out of state and, um, and that was, that was like, that was easy to run and a lot of fun. And, uh, cause it was like a sandbox, uh, style game. And, uh, -huh. uh so 
that's how I got the start into it. And then people started kept tagging me in Wasteland Weekend posts and stuff. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay, cool. There's this whole big thing in California. And and then I started learning more about the global uh, Fallout LARP scene and the global uh-huh. post-apocalyptic festival scene. You know, they host these like in uh, in Poland and Czech Republic uh-huh. and Russia. And so I was like, cool, we need, we need a festival here. We don't have a festival. We have a, <laughs> a bunch of LARPs. And um, so, and I had always networked with other people. I was always going to other people's LARPs to fill in and volunteer. And like, I was trying to like build my network of friends and, and people for stuff. And so I got invited to this post-apocalyptic group that was like, and it was in, a, it was for the Southeast. And it was like, people wanted to host a wasteland weekend in Atlanta. Uh-huh. And like nobody, I, di- I didn't know who was the leader and there was no leadership in it. And like people kept talking and it never happened. And uh-huh. I was like, I was like, well, I'll host it. And I like, <laughs> and I was like, who's in charge? And no, nobody was. So I was like, all right, I'll host it. So like I started calling venues and I didn't know what I was doing as far as like a festival would go. But, uh, so I put all these like LARP elements into it because that's what uh-huh. I did. And so we hosted it and I was making it like you had to make a character persona and like, it's going to be role play all weekend. And like that scared all the festival potential people. <laughs> so like we had like a hundred people sign up and I think only 35 went. Uh-huh. And, um, cause like we had like a DJ, a radio that would come and, uh, host, uh, radio stuff all weekend. And, I, and I'd be like, okay. all right, tell them the Raiders are coming. And so like everyone would be like crafting and doing stuff. And then like me and three other guys would be dressed up as monsters or whatever. And we would come and like kick people's tables over and like start <laughs> pretending to stab. I and mean, there was like no rules. It was just like a fun, like little role play event while you're trying okay. to enjoy your festival. Yeah. So we did that and I made classes all day. I got people to sign up for like who wants to host what. So we had like people making chain mail, teaching that. And um, uh, Sean from uh, uh, like it's Apocalypse Garage or whatever. He's went to Wasteland Weekend several times. So, uh, uh-huh. his, his original car is a murder Mercedes. He hosted like a post-apocalyptic car class and like talked all about his cars and we had um, just a bunch of workshops. And then the place we hosted at was like a LARP village. So they had, it's like a little Renaissance fair. So they had archery set up for us. So we did archery classes and throwing weapons classes. And um, then we just partied and I had some bands come and it was like a big proof of concept. Like everybody's like, that was fun as fuck. And uh-huh. like, okay, so we just got to do classes and panels during the day and crafting. And then, then we can party at night and we did that, you know, five days <clears throat> for one week and it's really fun. So awesome. then Frank from a aftermath event was like, hell yeah, I can do that. So he scheduled the next one for, for that November. Uh-huh. And then I scheduled a bigger, better one for the uh, junkyard, uh, for the, the, for after his, and here we are. Got it. Okay, cool. All right. So. I'm going to kind of sum up here a little bit. Nuclanta is the Fallout LARP, and it is a full-time LARP. Junkyard Fest is not a LARP. It's more of a um, a cosplay event with tutorials and entertainment. That sound about right? Sure. And now Aftermath is a totally separate event, but a lot of the same people involved. That one's run by Frank, our bunny, and that one's going to be the same as, as Junkyard Fest. So it's a uh, cosplay event event with like tutorials and that kind of thing. 
Yeah. Does that does that sound right? Yeah, but in the post-apocalyptic community, we don't call it cosplay. We call it costuming because everyone's making original characters. And in Europe, they make fun of us if we cosplay. And because <laughs> they'll be like, we're cooler than you guys. We don't we don't make screen accurate Raider armor from Fallout. Or we don't dress up as Mad Max characters from, that are screen accurate. We make our own. So basically, that's all it is. Is no one's no one's dressing up from anything hardly. You have very few people that do. It's all oh, got it. so, making their own original designs. Got it. So costuming is original versus cosplay, which is like where you're trying to act, where you're trying to be another character. Yeah, you're trying to dress up like a character from a. Got movie. it. Okay, awesome. That's actually something I've never really taken to distinguishing before, and it makes total sense. I'm here. I'm here to enlighten you there, makeshift. Sure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and that's kind of. Uh, that's kind of the full gamut of Southeastern events, right? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And you did mention Sean, who uh, goes by Windsor uh, Farlander, yes. uh, the Farlander tribe. Uh, and he's pretty close to Junkyard Fest. I know. I think he's in uh, Yeah, he's Alabama in Alabama. Um, yeah. He's, he's only like three or four hours from Atlanta, and he's very close to Aftermath venue. Awesome. Yeah, he's uh, helped host uh, an Apocalypse Post episode before. I love that. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a great he's a great man in our community. That's that that he's uh, he's humble and 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 kind and very wise, and he's been a, a great a great member of the southeast community for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right, so um, for people that have only done like a desert post apocalypse event, what should they know about going to a green place for an event? Well, it, you know, it might look like before you get there, like it's just okay. We're camping in the woods on a hill that's open. But like Mm -hmm. once everyone starts bringing their own really cool camp setup, it looks like a little shitty shanty town. Uh, (laughs) Awesome. And so it ends up looking really cool. Like you're in like a little sweet village for the weekend. And I guess it would be equivalent to like one of these little street blocks on uh, Uh a weekend. And uh, so it's cool, but it's, uh, you know, we usually try to host it when the weather's nice. Um, I do mine in March or April. Uh So, you know, your t-shirts during the day and then at night you can wear your cool Raider jacket when it cools okay. down some and uh for aftermath that's that's sometimes i've woken up with my water my outside my tent frozen so that's oh, a, wow that one is a nice t-shirt event too if it's sunny outside um uh-huh. during the day but dur- during the nighttime uh, you, you're gonna need a lot of coats uh, gotcha just depending on it sometimes it's not that bad there but uh so that is nice and, and it's nice to have the grass it's nice to uh have power on on site right there and um you know, uh, hot showers and stuff that are just open for everybody. Oh, that's great. Nice. And then, uh, what's the bug situation? It's not bad. Um, because like in February, like we're right here, there's no bugs outside. So if I'm hosting right. an event in March or April, they're just now starting to kick up. So it's usually not like, like in the region we live and have the events that the bugs aren't that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like in the summertime, it'd be really bad with mosquitoes bothering everybody, but they don't really kick off until then. And we don't live in a region where they're like, so, so bad that it's, it's a really bad time. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, but I guess, yeah, just having a, a little bit of bug spray in your, in your kit might not hurt. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay. So I know that junkyard fest is coming up. Tell us when that's happening next. Um, it's happening. I believe it's like March 21st weekend, something like that. Um, and we're going to host it over at the Aftermath venue, which is called Forge Valley in Gadsden, Alabama. 
Uh-huh. I'm sorry. It starts St. Patrick's Day on Wednesday, and it's going all the way to Sunday. Um, so we're going to do like a green night <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, you know, the, the, the throwdown for that. And a little thing different we're going to do this year. We're going to do a cyberpunk night Saturday night and, uh, you know, put on your glowing sexy jackets. Uh-huh. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, because I know that um, Wasteland is starting a new uh, cyberpunk event called Neotropolis, uh, that just got canceled for the second time. <laughs> so we still haven't had it. Uh, kind of yeah. fun that, um, that it's going to pop up at your event though. Yeah. Yeah. It'll just be a little theme party. Cause people like the, the people like to have something to make a special outfit for. Um, yeah. it's just more exciting whether, you know, whether you're partying anywhere, even it's apocalypse. It's like, all right, today we're going to do a golf theme or whatever. Uh-huh. People like that. So and good gotcha. luck to Wasteland Weekend on their new stuff. All their all their Neotropolis <laughs> stuff looked wonderful, and I, I hate we, they've had so many hiccups with it with the virus and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Minus the virus, it was it. They were on, but uh, you yeah. know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, and yeah, as far as um, as far as your events, how has COVID affected it, and like what precautions are you taking with the events? Well, I I hate I hate canceling anything I've set out to do, and um, so. In in the second half of the year, I ho- I went ahead and hosted all my events I already had on the books, and uh-huh. uh, but like the LARP is mainly outdoors, so it, it was only like a thirty person event, and it gave people just something to do when there wasn't a lot to do. And yeah. I, I hosted, I think, four events last year at the end of the, uh-huh. the, the second quarter, and no one had any symptoms, and no one got COVID from them from the events and it was just like outdoor people having a good time and like the fun level is so high because there was nothing to do prior and everyone was just so happy to see <laughs> each other and yeah. like uh we have this big convention called dragon con and um that got canceled labor day weekend so i was like right. you know what i'm gonna host a junkyard festival so i hosted one there instead and i think we had like 50 people and um but we uh we try to do everything outdoors and then we have tons of uh tons of hand sanitizer i got uh i had some of those um tympatic uh thermometers out oh yeah and we had um you know tons of bleach and lysol and and uh cleaning supplies like that and then we had i had mm-hmm. tons of masks that were free the disposal ones oh good and um so just doing that and then keeping the event small you know it, it's something's in flu season or anything, if someone's bound to get sick, if everyone's all indoors and it's a ton of people. So it was nice. It was just mainly outdoors and 50 and under. And, um, so that's about it with that. Gotcha. And I'm, and I don't imagine that, uh, Alabama currently has the same kind of lockdown as like New York or California. Yeah, not at all. Like in Atlanta, um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll send you a video of it later, Mike, but okay, like we, there's basically no COVID in Atlanta. Um, we have the party scenes wide open more so than like people oh, wow. tour tour to Atlanta to party because uh-huh. it's not like it is in other places. It's wide open. Like we have a club here that's like um, they have like five dance floors, five DJs, five bars, and uh-huh. it's probably like a five thousand square foot place, maybe yeah. eight thousand. Anyway, they they have usually 300, 350 people in the building at all times on Friday and Saturday. Oh, wow. And they've been doing that for months and months and months. So, like, that's how it is in Atlanta. And so, you know, moving over to to Alabama, I don't I don't go to Birmingham or their cities, but 
And in Gadsden, where we have, it's a really small town. So it's it's not a ton of restrictions either. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I can imagine that, um, you know, for, for people that are in the thick of it where things are really shut down, uh, it can sound ridiculous to be having, having an event this time of year or this time of COVID. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And some of the, in some of these, uh, more rural locations, uh, it's, it's the numbers just aren't there yet. Yeah, they're not. And I'll, and I'll, I'll say this, like I got a lot of, fl- I didn't advertise any of my events, um, because I was just like, it's here. I made it in our group. It's our, if you're in the community, you want to go, go. But I got tons of people that kept trying to join my group just to fire start. And uh-huh. like, and I don't argue with people online. So I did make one video and I was, it was very short. And I said, if you want to come cool, if you don't want to come, that's also cool. Yeah. And that's my stance on it. I do believe that COVID's real. I wear a mask everywhere I do go. Everyone, I try to be so safe for these because leading up to it, I want to go to it and I don't want to get anyone sick. So like I take all these precautions every day for months, just so when I finally can go to an event, I can finally relax and have a good time because I've been so safe leading up to that. And I have been, you know, a firefighter going to the hospital. Like I ride an ambulance usually once Uh a month or twice a month um, to fill in at my station. And I go on COVID patients all the time. I I work in one of those densely populated cities in, Mm -hmm. in Georgia and I haven't got COVID. I've, I've, I've been, I went dating for most of, uh, 2021. I just got a a really great girlfriend a few weeks ago, but I went on a ton of dates. I met a ton (laughs) of new people and Uh with all my precautions I took, I never got COVID. So, um, you know, I'm a big believer that it's a real thing. But you try to be really safe leading up to then. And when we have the event, like if you feel sick at all or a headache, don't go. But it's nice. Like if everyone's healthy, we're going to go. We're going to finally have a good time. Because what I'm finding is the people that are going out and they're, they're, they're going on dates or they're, they're having these outdoor meetups with their friends, their, their, their mental health's a lot better. The folks that are extremely scared and have a ton of anxiety, I really hate that for them, but a lot of them my friend group are having a really tough time with their mental health because they've been so isolated all year. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. And there is, there is something to be said about balance there, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I want to get off of COVID cause it's not that much fun. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, tell me like, what, what do you love about, um, the post-apocalypse genre and post-apocalypse events? I love the post-apocalyptic genre because so many people spend so much money on their costumes and cosplays. And a lot of it has to be store-bought. And like, this is the greatest thing to get into because it's so cheap. You can look baller-ass <laughs> awesome in your community and you haven't spent a dime because everything you found was off the interstate, from a thrift store, from your grandpa's shed. And, oh, yeah. and like, that is just the best. That you can look so awesome and you can be in the top 10 in your community and you have not like dropped tons of money on it. <laughs> and like, I love that it, it, the entry level to it is so awesome that uh-huh. like, you don't have to be this great sem- seamstress. You don't have to have an awesome workshop. Everything is just like the more crappy, the better. And like, right. that's just so awesome to have such a good entry to it. Like, uh, and, and to compare that, like there's this awesome steel fighting I would like to do where you have to wear like $5,000 in armor that comes from the Ukraine uh-huh. to get into. Uh-huh. And like, I would love to do that. And a lot of people can't do it because <laughs> it takes a year to get the armor and it takes a lot of money. And like, when we do our fighting, I've got this like played again, sports equipment that costs me uh-huh. 700 bucks. And 
everyone can do a very similar experience that they're doing with foam fighting weapons, but I have enough to loan for 15 people and we can oh, get wow. into it real easy. So that's what like, that's the post-apocalyptic scene to me. It's the, to get into it is so easy. Um, you know, we can, and there's so many great tutorials. I just think that it's, it's the best scene because like, you don't have to, the, how everything's so imperfect. It makes it so perfect. That's so true. And, and it's really neat because, um, in the post-apocalypse scene, you can take from Mad Max, you can take from fallout. There's a lot of different movies that take place in a lot of different apocalypses. And so, um, there's a lot to draw from. You know, you're not just worried. You're not just working off of one world. You, you can get inspiration from a lot of different places, and I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, how open it is is really awesome. That is cool. Yeah, I remember um, my first wasteland weekend in 2011. We had some um, the the different groups of campers are called tribes, and some of them had like a very tribal look. There was a group that had a very Western look. And, um, there was another group that had an urban look and they actually like took modern cars, uh, with, and spray paint and that kind of thing. And they went for that like cityscape, like grays and blues versus the, the, the more desert, like browns and oranges. And, and I thought that that was just really cool. That is really neat. That's a great point of it. It's everybody's apocalypse and it's so neat to see how people interpret it. And it's awesome to leave it open to like, what's, what's the apocalypse to you? And what, what looks do you think are look, look cool for your crew? Totally. Yeah. And at these events, you end up meeting like really awesome people. And because everybody is, you know, somehow creative, like you don't show up to this and you're not creative at all. Either, either you're actually building, making, uh, designing, or you're just really into it, which is its own creativity, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so there's always common ground. And, um, so you, everyone kind of just gets along and, and it's a, you know, it's a great way to meet people. Yeah, that is really awesome. And and I love that a lot of people will say the community is the best and nicest because like you said, it's all artists that care about people. They're real, always really big on human rights and and acceptance. And like we're all degenerates and it's awesome to all have a really big community to look forward to. Even if the only event you go to every year and look forward to is Wasteland Weekend, you have a community all year to talk with and projects right. to work on that makes it really special to you and gives your life extra meaning which is really awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So if now ever since Wasteland Weekend popped up in 2010 was their first year, um, these post-apocalypse festivals have been popping up all over the world. Uh, and there's still, of course, several regions that don't have one yet uh, across the United States uh, and the world, especially. Um, but if someone was going to start their own regional event, what should they know before jumping in? Uh, they should know that like <laughs> if you want to get insurance and and you want to contact the owners of fallout and mad max and try to do everything official it's just it's gonna be real time consuming and it's gonna be really taxing on your finances so the important part instead of trying to make everything perfect it's like just go host one and by the best way to host one is to go go to vent go network and go to some other ones and see how people do it whether you're going to comic conventions or you're going to post-apocalyptic festivals or uh, burning man or just an outdoor camping thing, or like um, that will give you a good experience. And that will let you know kind of what you're going to get into and how you can best <laughs> make that for your community. And, um, but 
you're, you know, LARPing and festival making a lot of times is not profitable. It's, it's for your love of like creativity and like you, you feel yeah. like you're really called to make something fun and with your energy. And so you're going to do that. So like we, like at New Glen, I always make a profit, um, whether mm-hmm. it's from the LARP or from the, uh, festival, but like, like I think at the last event, I made like a thousand bucks. And okay. For fifty people, and I like worked so hard. Like if I just worked my job <laughs> for like two two shifts, I could have made that much money with less. Yeah, work. right. But it's like what I want to like the whole time. I'm having fun, and I am being like exerted really hard, entertaining <laughs> people, and 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 fighting and and partying and not sleeping a lot. But like uh-huh. that's what I want to do. Like I wouldn't want to be anywhere else at the time. So it's a nice bonus. I can make some money off of it and buy like more apocalypse shit or whatever. And, um, so, you know, it, it can be probably, it could be cool, but don't, you know, most people, most of them aren't. And, uh, and the important part is like, everybody wants their costume to be perfect. Everybody wants their camp to be perfect. Everybody wants the event to be perfect. So they end up not going until they can get there. And a lot of times nothing's ever going to be perfect. You're never going to get there. So the important part is just, if you want to make a scene in your community, you got to start, you just got to start doing it, start doing your thing. You might have five people. You might just have a little camping, drinking weekend with your buddies, but you've got something going that people can come to. And pictures yeah, are very important to to show what your scene's like and to help advertise it. Oh, so the so your advice there is make sure Thomas Kearns shows up to your event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to, you know, <laughs> put some Skittles in, and beef jerky in his pocket and make him feel good. And, yep. And, you know, he's going he's gonna to make that come back to you tenfold. Awesome. Um well, that's great. I, I, one thing I want to add to that is I know that a lot of um, Wasteland tribes will host their own like tribe events throughout the year. And um, that you could just literally start there, just getting a few people together just for, you know, a, a camping weekend that happens to be in costumes uh, because the camping is, you know, the biggest logistics as far as like setting up an event and then kind of take it from there in a way. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And I, I like the, uh, gentleman reverend lawless he was talking about their build weekends turn into little festivals because right because they're having so much fun all hanging out you know so <laughs> like that's awesome that's all you need is a group of friends and some costumes yeah absolutely and that's that's really great that they do that so that he can um kind of take it a little bit easier during these build weekends and enjoy it as a, a mini festival because you know when the festival's on uh you can probably back him up on this, but I'm sure he's very busy and doesn't really get to enjoy the festival the way everyone else does. <laughs> that's right. And <laughs> you're so correct. And that's when I go to Freak Art Bunny's Aftermath Festival. I don't volunteer for anything. I pay uh-huh. buy a ticket and I go have fun. I do sing and I dance and I fight people, but like, I'm not, not going <laughs> to find me like taking trash out. Uh, gotcha. Because like, I, I, I do my due for the community, making it fun for everybody year round. So I do like that. I can go to a few things and not have to do what I normally do and just enjoy it as a attendee, which is awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So, um, for the junkyard fest, where can people find more info and get tickets to that? Okay. So on Facebook is my main thing where like I post a lot. I share a ton of stuff in the apocalypse community. I have a Facebook group that's facebook.com slash Nucalanta. And then also if you go to the Aftermath community Facebook group, that's a big one we work out of for the festival. Because if people ask Junkyard Festival questions in the Nucalanta group, the LARPers always answer them 
they get the <laughs> LARP and it's really confusing. Um, and then facebook.com slash nuclanda. Um, I'll put a pin post up here in a minute. And, uh, but I've got the events all on there. So you can see the event tab. And then um, on the uh, Instagram is nuclanta. And that has, I'll post stuff about the event periodically and make announcements. And then I'll post all my event photos. You can see a ton of our old event photos on there. And uh-huh. it's also kind of like my personal blog of what I do every day at the fire department and, and, uh, and my adventures and my personal life, plus the post-apocalyptic. And then I have a TikTok, Nuclanta. Oh, wow. So I've got, is that what the kids are doing these days? Hey, it's cool. I, I recommend TikTok <laughs> to anybody trying to like for you to blow up your podcast and, and your uh-huh. makeshift or wasteland weekend, like TikTok is huge. And like, I've got like, we'll just say on Instagram, I've got like, 1800 followers on tiktok i have uh-huh. seventeen thousand followers oh wow it's so easy to get them you just make a video every day and you show up <laughs> your, your, uh, whatever you do so i have like new clan of costuming on there like right now my one of my newest videos like it's like 35 photos of my costumes and uh-huh. uh you know so i do firefighting i do i talk about relationship advice i talk about <laughs> firefighter training and I'll make comedy bits and I, I have a ton of me cooking on there. And it's like one of my cooking videos has 200,000 views. All uh, right. So like, it's like, that's a great outlet to get your stuff out there. Perfect. Okay. Well, Steve C, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us all about your many events. <laughs> yes. Happy to do that, Mike. And thank you for taking time to to uh, put a little window into the southeastern scene and, and folks can see kind of what we do here. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll talk to you real soon. And thank you all out there for listening. Uh, really appreciate you ch- checking out this podcast. And um, that'll be it for this week. Everybody, stay alive. Hey, survivors, Makeshift here to remind you that the Apocalypse Post is brought to you in no small way by our Patreon supporters. Join the ranks for early access and exclusive content with support levels now named for fancy Fallout-ridden factions like the $2 per creation Drifter or the $7 Wastelander. Knowing you've got my back has helped me dedicate more time to this channel, spreading love of the post-apocalypse, and less time on stupid real-world stuff. Sign up right now at patreon.com backslash the apocalypse post.